If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to a man as it is, infinite. For man has closed himself up till he sees all things through narrow chinks of his cavern. That's a quote from a favourite poem of mine by William Blake, written in 1793, uh, the poem being Marriage of Heaven and Hell. And I'm John Fanning, and this is the Create with John Fanning podcast. And if you have not listened to any of the previous episodes, I'd advise you to just go back and really just try and uh, go over some of the walls that I mentioned before. Uh, I'm about halfway through this podcast now on on, uh, episode 16 of the series of episodes on imagination and creativity based around my book Create. And I hope you're all doing well out there and that if you have been listening to the podcast that you've been enjoying it. And now I would like to start to talk about doors uh, last time i talked about capitalism and you know obviously then success and competition and today i'm going to talk about uh, doors and the cave as as a, as i've said before in nearly every episode i see doors as a metaphor towards the imagination and creativity is such an opposite to what i've often called walls which I see as a metaphor that leads us away from the imagination. And in the last episode, I talked at length about capitalism without getting into it, uh, what I see as a creative answer to it as such. Well, I see doors as the answer to capitalism as they open uh, in the direction of positivity or of opening up of growth or evolution of inspiration as such and human amelioration through the imagination and as i said in episode five on imagination and creativity the creativity of merchant bankers is not what i'm talking about that's not a door obviously that's a that's a wall and their creativity for example, would be very easily defined as something, or from my perspective anyway, uh, as greed, uh, the greed for power in all its forms. But the door of imagination is a potential which we all possess, and it can be opened in a vast array of human activities, anything from traditional art and craft work, such as writing or painting or composing and so on, to something like sports and Leisure activities, something like baseball or just establishing a garden at the back of your house. Or in other less obvious cultural forms, uh, such as flower arranging, say, or, you know, Japanese tea ceremonies. Uh, At best, uh, this is what a door symbolizes. um, An an opening to positive creation and imagination 
and an opening through uh, walls, uh, every wall, away from the illusionary security of fear into aesthetic or ritualistic and symbolic creation. So the key to the door is the imagination, not the uh, creativity of greed, uh, as often witnessed on Wall Street. Uh, again, yes, Wall Street, a street of walls. Uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, poignant and uh, pretty obvious uh, pull there. Uh, you, so you become a, a creative insider on that street. You become a creative outside when you walk through the door of imagination with its many paths and streets into some of those activities I mentioned before. So... Uh, in literature, for example, doors are everywhere. In, in the arts, um, uh, allegorical, uh, they could be metaphorical, as I was saying, and they signify change and openings. And getting back to that Blake quote I opened with, uh, if, the, if the doors of perception were cleansed, then everything would appear to, to man as it is, infinite, because man has closed himself up and he sees things too, uh, too narrowly um, and creates this cave, this cavern-esque mentality. So the doors of perception, uh, may, which is made famous by Mr. Huxley, Aldous Huxley's book of the same name, um, are something that many creatives have, or creators have looked at before, not the first, obviously, uh, Mr. Blake and then Mr. Huxley and many others afterwards. But Huxley was talking about psychedelic drugs as a way of bringing mystical insights and and how they can create great works in art and science and religion. And whether you agree with him or not, whether you think it all subjective or not, is not what I'm here to talk about. Um, but um, Blake, though, I love talking about him because of his not just his wonderful poetry but also his wonderful engravings so the engraving alone that he created for the, uh, this part of the poem indeed all of his poems is very beautiful and the the image above with the the woman or angel above a man inner coming from flames and the wonderful calligraphy of the text in different colors is is very beautiful and inspiring and I'll put the image of the plate on my website so you can see it. Because Blake is really is wonderful, or was wonderful. Um, it still is wonderful. But the texts and the words are, are very insightful. Uh, how we're all in search of the infinite. If we could only just clean the doors of our perception instead of closing them, so that all we see are the chinks of light through these cracks in our cavern. And of course... Uh, Plato before Blake would have called this cavern the cave, which again um, is another wonderful metaphor which I'm want to get into in a minute. But um, the point though for both of them is that the door turns into a wall or a barrier to the receiving the light. So if we don't go out the door of the cavern, then we're left in darkness to look through the narrow chinks at partial reality, like the. Like Plato's prisoners who only see the shadows of reality on the cave wall. 
And I, I, I used to have a classics lecturer uh, who was mad into Plato. And any chance uh, he'd get, he'd bring Plato up. And of course, his favourite was the allegory of the cave. And he'd be there banging enthusiastically on about, uh, in the lecture about a, a hundred, with a hundred of us at about 11 o'clock in the morning. Most of us uh, hung over, of course, being college students in Ireland. And uh, he would say something like uh, um, how Plato has the character Socrates tell the story of some people chained to the wall of a cave since birth and how they face a blank wall and how they watch uh, shadows on the wall from stuff passing in front of a fire behind them and how they give names to these shadows and the shadows become the prisoner's reality uh, an escape an escapee uh, comes to realise by the light that the shadows are not reality he can understand a different reality rather than the fabricated one the prisoners still believe. But when he goes back to tell them his revelation, they don't believe him. In fact, they think he's crazy, as most messengers are always seen as crazy. You know, if Jesus Christ was to come back today, he'd be seen as crazy too. All messengers coming out of a, a wilderness or out of a cave, uh, whether whatever mystical persuasion they are, uh, are always considered off the wall. Off the wall, there we go again. Anyway, at this at this point in uh, the the old lecturer's uh, <laughs> diatribe, um, some of the students would start waking up because he'd be shouting at that stage, you know, and uh, he'd scream out, why? You know, and he'd be all excited and agitated. And, uh, you know, these absent, you know, uh, teenagers and... Uh, would just be looking at them befuddled from their lecture uh, seats and uh, <laughs> and he'd come because they know no other reality than the shadows and it was as if he was accusing us sitting there so uh, Socrates says the philosopher is like one of the prisoners who frees himself from the cave and it was almost he was, as if he was accusing us as being in a cave of cave of our, our drunkenness so our hung over selves and so he'd say about he'd be always he'd bang on about uh, how, um, the, how the other c- prisoners will always kill anyone who attempts to drag them out of the cave and then he'd start sh- he'd start to quiet down a bit then and he'd say isn't that an amazing allegory now gentlemen isn't it and of course uh, nobody would respond really you know uh, because uh well, in Ireland, you're not. It's not like in the states where you can have an opinion when you're in a lecture hall and have a conversation with the person giving the lecture. At least when I was growing up or going into university, you, you kept your mouth shut unless you wanted to get a bad grade. And of course, that's probably just me, but uh, it seemed to be the general consensus with most of my friends as well at college. But anyway, so some of the students would just fall back asleep. and But I, I was always wide awake when he started banging on about this because uh, I loved this allegory. Uh, it fascinated me, and it still does today. And um, Because, you know, this idea that we're all prisoners to our own perceived reality... Um, one that's influenced uh, or even constructed and manipulated by society um, 
like PR firms, corporations or, you know, governmental bureaucracies or bodies. Because um, we not only see a, a shadow play reality, uh, we ourselves are the actual shadows. And the walls of the cave, which inhibit us from creating our own reality, are figurative, yes, but they're also very literal too. And, um, you know, walls create prisons, uh, prisons of consciousness, uh, prisons of where the imagination can't escape because there is no door out unless we open and see a chink of light and try to go towards it. So creation is when a an individual, a creator, decides to change their reality and that of their very field, the field that it is that they're uh, in love with or what they love doing, and they walk out the door of the cave or the cavern, like Blake said, and they have like uh, a life-changing experience a lot of times, which then becomes life-changing for the rest of us if they do something or create something beautiful. And it doesn't have to be for everybody. It could be just for a couple of people. But bringing that up and out of us, out of ourselves, and then, you know, rewarding other people with it. And it doesn't, as I said, doesn't have to be millions of people. It just has to be important for you to do it, as I've mentioned before, uh, creating doors of to your own imaginations. And then, and then that creates a liberation for others uh, who are around you by sharing that. And of course, not everybody's going to love what you love, but uh, there will be a few. You just have to find them. But... Um, so yeah, this 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 kind of life-changing experience which then becomes you know, life-changing for other people around us and sometimes for other people that we don't even know. And so is this you know, if we ask the question to ourselves, is this not what some would call a purpose for, of life to 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 offer an expression of a field uh, to the rest of the world after investigating it from our own personal perspective as deeply or as internally as we can and then to share it with others you know whether it means it's music and you know trying to learn how to play guitar and then receiving by practice or praxis to uh, then put that out into the world to you know even if it's just you know banging out a song in a at a funeral or in a pub or you know on a street uh, it's the experience of doing it after all of that practice and uh, inspiration and enthusiasm. So it can be very small. It doesn't have to be a macro, you know, it can be very micro. So if a creator discovers a, a deeper uh, nature amidst all the pressures of society, then they can express their field of creation in the best of forms, to use a platonic word, you know. So whatever form it is that you're trying to create from by escaping uh, the cave of the reality that's been we've been conditioned to feel is is true. Um, go into that inmost cave of understanding to try and get out something that uh, we're into that we love. So these so oftentimes these creators assimilate as much as they can from their field. Um, and this could be, you know, I was talking about music, but it could be physics, it could be art, 
even sometimes, as I mentioned before, could be business. And they get, sometimes they get so good at it that they enlarge it. You know, they become Socrates' escaped philosopher uh, and a, um, an inspired, imaginative creator. Uh, so the creator imagines a new reality, uh, creates a new reality by leaving this darkness, this, the darkness of the cave, by walking through the door uh, out into the light to create. And so you too can escape, but and nobody can drag you out. It's like that. It's like that old adage, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you you can't make him drink it, you know. So it's 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 very uh, personal thing. And not everybody's not into it, but um, and not everybody wants to be a creator. Uh, but we all have it in us. So it's just as I said before, I was talking about myths. It's just bullshit if you think that it's not something that's resigned in you equally as much as it is in somebody who's um, an established uh, person in the field that it is that you're into. You know, so so anybody can escape, but um, nobody can drag you to escape um you have to do it yourself so it's and it's not easy some people in certain parts of the world will still actually try to kill you if you try to escape you know um like those uh, other prisoners in the cave you know they just can't handle the fact that you're trying to change their reality or proving that their reality is not the only reality so they want you to stay within their reality so that you're not a threat to it um so so in the end, though, we have to get up and walk out into the light ourselves, as the other prisoners do later on in the in the Republic, you know. So it's difficult and, you know, it's not easy. Uh, it's not for everybody, obviously, as I said before, but, you know, we have it all in us. We just have to find the energy and the wherewithal to, to open the door, you know. And, you know, when you do open the door you'll be blinded when you first step out of that door into the light when you begin to open your perception to creation and the imagination because you'll be confused but and uh it's not easy but that's simply a part of the process so if we understand that it's a part of the process and then uh, that level of awareness then brings on a new awareness of oh i have to have patience with this and to move forward so with time, your senses and such, you know, uh, get used to the new impressions. You know, the, the light can be blinding and then when you come out of the darkness. So you just have to get used to whatever the field is you're walking into. Um, and as you get more used, as you train your field of vision as such, you start to become more aware of what it is, this field it is that you look, you're into, whether it's books or music or art or um, whatever it is that you're into and whatever it is that you love like what I said before so you get used to the new world of you the, of you the, 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 the new world you've created by walking out the door so that's basically all I wanted to say today was uh, and this is kind of like an introduction to this idea of the door you know and uh, which I've been banging on about before, you know, and then this idea of the cave and how how important it is to 
be gentle with ourselves when we start to go out in go out that door. Um, like I was saying when I was talking about the black sheep and difference and jumping out of the the pen, you know, the idea isn't that um, to see yourself as the outsider, but to see it's kind of like that Oscar Wilde quote where he said. Uh, you know, everybody, some guy came up to him and he said to him, you know, it's like, a, why is it you're always dressing up? And uh, Oscar Wilde says, it's not me that's dressing up. It's all you guys who are dressing down. So, you know, it's this idea of uh, being different and going out that door of difference into the field of the imagination is not easy. And we have to be gentle with ourselves and understand that uh, you will be a black sheep, but you will meet other black sheep on that journey. And it mightn't be a lot of them, but even if it's just one or two, well, then that is fortifying enough to um, help you grow and evolve into a new awareness of what it is that you are into doing. And that just takes time and patience. And I'll talk about all these things again, um, about the work and you know, doing what you love and enthusiasm and passion and, you know, and then the balance and balancing all of that. And uh, that'll be later episodes. But uh, so that's all I wanted to talk about today was just this kind of introductory idea of the cave. And so thanks for listening. And I started with a quote from an English poet and painter. And as usual, I'm going to end with an Irish proverb. And this one means God never closed one door without opening another. So he never closed, uh, God never closed one door without opening another. Near Dune Dia Dorish, Riev Noroskul She, Kianelia. Near Dune Dia Doris, Riev Noroskul She, Kianella. So this podcast is supported by you, the listener, via the Patreon page that I set up for it. And that's at patreon.com forward slash John Fanning, J-O-H-N-F-A-N-N-I-N-G. And then if you put johnfanning.me, then you can get to my website if you want all that social stuff. You know, I have a just putting up a little bit of um, representation of what it is I do on this podcast uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And if you can uh, if you can afford to support the podcast, that'd be cool too. You know, the usual thing of uh, where people give you an example of, oh, it's like a cup of tea or a pint once a month. If you can afford it, that's grand. And if you can't, then that's fine too. But if you do, just remember, you know, you're supporting it for somebody else who can't afford to do it. So really appreciate any support you can give. And if you can't support it, then... Uh, get onto iTunes and just leave a review and, you know, just or just spread the word. You know, if you're into it, uh, just tell other people about it and get them to listen to it. And get and uh, so that's about it. Uh, if you want more of these episodes, obviously, you can get it on iTunes and the other formats. But uh, you can get it on my web- website under podcast. And... As usual, it's been fun uh, just rambling on about all this stuff and uh, sharing it with you today. And so until next time, take care out there 
and be benevolent and when i see you next time or when i talk next time i'll be going on about rejection and failure and so until next time take care and be benevolent when you can schlan live august gnarion bohr live